Let us come into the presence of God with fear and rejoicing. Fear because He's the great and dreadful God of the universe. Rejoicing because He's our Father. And we are His children by predestinated adoption. Let's open our Bibles to the pastoral epistle of Titus. Titus chapter 3. There are ten chapters in the New Testament committed and dedicated to the ministers of Jesus Christ, and Titus is one of them. Titus chapter 3. Chapter 1 is rather specific to Titus about the qualifications of an elder and what they needed to do toward the fables that were spread by the Jews and others. Chapter 2 is a detailed listing of content for preaching from old men to young men, from old women to young women to ministers and to servants. It's all laid out there. And the last verse of chapter 2 is these things, those things addressing every part of life and every person in life, speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. But I want the eighth verse of the third chapter, and I'll read a few verses beginning with that verse. If you ever wonder about the content of preaching and what's supposed to happen in a church and and what a minister is supposed to do, these ten chapters are his job description. And this passage right here is helpful in light of today's theme from 2 Peter chapter 1. Titus 3 and verse 8. This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. A man that is an heretic after the first and second admonition Reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted, and sinneth, being condemned of himself. Amen and amen. Amen. There are three things here that I want you to note about a minister's job and the content and of his activities and actions and preaching. First, to maintain good works in that eighth verse. Second, to avoid foolish questions or any doctrinal or content distractions that would take us away from what ought to be preached. And there are lots of them. And then opposition to any enemies of the church and the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So there's the content of his preaching and what ought to be emphasized. There's a warning about those things that distract. And then there are enemies that bring in heresies and take away the people of God from the truth. But back to verse 8. In light of that, This is a faithful saying. And the apostle is putting weight on this particular instruction to Titus. This is a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly. He has already listed some things very detailed in chapter 2 for different ages of people and the different sexes and different responsibilities and jobs. He wants them affirmed constantly as this is the thing to do. This is the right way to live. Affirm them constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. They that have believed in God are not supposed to rest back 
rest and the fact that they've made a decision for Jesus and their names are in the book of life and everything is taken care of. That isn't what Peter taught in 2 Peter chapter 1 where he specifically said to give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. And this is the same because the same Holy Spirit inspired these words from Paul as the Holy Spirit inspired from Peter over there in another chapter. I will that thou affirm how often? Constantly. Why? Because there are numerous enemies and distractions to our souls that take us away from good works. And so good works need to be constantly affirmed to the people of God that those which have believed on God might be careful, might be diligent, might be conscientious of the fact of maintaining good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. That is a good ministry in a good church. That is a profitable ministry in a profitable church when those things are taking place that the church is constantly being pressed toward good works. Now there is a common accusation thrown at pastors and churches that constantly affirm good works and that church is called being a legalistic church or that's a legalistic ministry. The people that say that are showing their ignorance that they have no idea what legalism means because legalism is using the Jewish law. You need something to do with law to use the word legal. Legalism is using the Jewish law to get to heaven. And we don't practice, preach, teach, or that at all. We're the least of any church on earth as far as applying legalistic works to get to heaven. These aren't to get to heaven. These are to prove that we're going to heaven. And the difference is huge. And so we are to affirm these good works constantly, no matter what other people may say. And this is good and profitable to men. We want to be part of a church, and we want to be under a ministry where good works are affirmed, presented as positive, good, and virtuous things, necessary and needful for our lives constantly. And it's nice when we have the Word of God telling us what a church should look like and what a ministry should have in the way of content. Lord, help us to this end. Notice that right after that is a verse that says, there are other things that are unprofitable and vain. And some of them can be found in the pages of Scripture where we take off from things in the Bible and we do not stress the importance of good works. If we were to be wrapped up in prophecy, fulfilled prophecy, unfulfilled prophecy, if I was to preach detailed expositions and make that the emphasis of our ministry about Cyrus, about Alexander, about the little horn of Daniel 7... You know what gets left behind? The daily activities that we should be engaged in for old men, young men, old women, young women, servants and ministers. We would forget the good works that we need to be bringing forth every day and I would not be constantly affirming these good works. And so we want to have the Bible balance that once in a while we hear about Cyrus and oh, we delight to read the, the 40s of the book of Isaiah. But we want to stress this. And I hope that it's clear from God's Word because Peter is going to repeat this very lesson in just a few minutes. Lord, keep us in the way of righteousness in this pulpit and in this church. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, 
Lord, we humble ourselves before Thee and thank Thee that in the divine library of 1189 chapters, there are these 10 chapters for ministers. They do not need seminary, nor a minister's handbook, nor the program for the Church of England. We need the Word of God. Heavenly Father, we adore Thee this day. There is no God beside Thee. We bless and we praise Thee alone. And we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the blessed, and He is the only potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords. We thank Thee that we have a risen, reigning, and returning Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. While we wait for Him to come from heaven for us, Help us, Heavenly Father, to maintain good works and to be careful and conscientious and diligent and faithful in maintaining them. And let this pulpit, no matter who stands in it, no matter what purpose, let the work and the action of this pulpit be the same, that good works are constantly affirmed that we would live the lives of Christians rather than just intellectually storing up the doctrine of Christians. Lord, help us. We want to accumulate as much knowledge of Thee and of the Lord Jesus Christ as You will allow us to have. But we want to put legs to our knowledge and feet to them that we might walk in the ways of our God and that we might be living epistles of our Lord Jesus Christ every day in every role and relationship that we have. Father, that brings us to confession of sin. For we do not live as faithfully and as carefully and as diligently and as conscientiously as we should. Forgive us through the perfect life and righteousness and substitutionary sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, and remember our frame, that we are dust. O Lord, pity us like a good father pities his children for our waywardness. Heavenly Father, we are prone to wander. Lord, we feel it. But keep us in the way of righteousness. Incline our hearts after godliness and holiness and not after covetousness. Make us to go in the way of thy commandments and stir us up today by way of remembering the things that we have been taught about our Christian duties, and may we do them. Heavenly Father, I pray for a great portion of Your Holy Spirit to be poured out upon us today, that the mouths in this pulpit will read, sing, pray, and preach in a way that is pleasing to Thee, and that the the ears and eyes and minds and hearts of Thy people will be open, receptive, and ready to receive the Word of God and that they might be stirred up. Heavenly Father, lift us up in the ways of the Lord. Cause us to think about the ways of this world as foolish vanity, and to hate and despise this world, and to embrace the truth that we hear here, and commit ourselves to obeying it more perfectly. O Lord God, we are weak, and we have many enemies. We have the enemies of our flesh, the world, the devil, and false teachers. We are in the perilous times of the last days. 
when a carnal, effeminate, compromising, and worldly brand of Christianity is all around us, and we look and act so strange, Heavenly Father, and our flesh being weak, the combination is nearly lethal. But Thou art able, and by Your Spirit stir us up today, Heavenly Father, we pray all this, asking the same blessing for Your saints and servants around the world, thanking Thee for our nation and praying for our rulers, praying for those that cannot be with us today, those that are sick and troubled physically, those that are troubled and burdened in other ways. We pray for them, Heavenly Father, and lay them before Thee, but keep the task clear in our eyes that we want to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and that we want to have good works pressed upon us again, that we might be faithful unto Him, bearing much fruit and bringing glory to His name by our lives, and not just our lips. Let us be hearers and doers of Thy Word, Heavenly Father. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.